I think the biggest lesson that I would give myself, literally slap myself across the face is nobody cares about you. You, Eduardo, from five years ago, have your little story, all the stuff that you built in your head about improv and your story, what you've done, but nobody cares. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today, Eduardo Benda Zahani of EVZ Coaching. Eduardo, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you very much, man. I'm happy to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Eduardo so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Eduardo is a leadership coach and communication trainer. He provides leaders and teams with skills and tools to help them thrive in dynamic and changing markets and to increase their capability of generating value. Throughout his career, he has been working in and heading seven-figure projects, and he now combines that experience with other areas of work to develop skills in teams and individuals. Eduardo, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm excited to speak to your community. Awesome. Well, let's do it. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with all the awesome things you're working on. Well, it starts in a very uninteresting way. As in, I've mm-hmm. done the very, the most classical uh, one, two step as in business school and becoming a consultant. And it's kind of interesting that seven years in, I was actually a public consultant working on renewable energy policy. So um, take very complex projects, very big ones. We're talking millions. I was ex- responsible for a bunch of people, 16 countries, all of that. And despite that is what I wanted to do, despite the fact that I had studied my whole life to get to that point, I hated it. I really mm-hmm. deeply hated the routine of my job and not seeing an impact. And that's the thing. The thing that killed me was not seeing an impact and realizing that I was not me as a person anymore. I was speaking to a computer the whole time and I just couldn't do it. And then that's when things started to change because literally out of the blue, I started going like, right, I need to do something else. I'm not happy with this. Let's just start a hobby. And that hobby was improv comedy, which is a lot bigger in the States than it is in Europe, even though Berlin has got quite an amazing community. Um, I started to notice that all the training that I had just goofing around on stage, simplifying, of course, was helping me out a lot, making me better in a different way than other consultants that were working with me, like uh, take negotiation, take riffing off something that someone else has said, um, take... Uh, speaking in public, take understanding better what the other person had to say. And that was the kind of seed of whatever I did. Um, After, I would say, a couple of years, three years, I decided to quit my job and started um, starting what I do right now. It started off badly, as in I had all this kind of dream in my head in terms of, right, I'm going to now teach improv comedy to companies and they're going to pay money for it. And then, of course, you realize fairly fast that whatever little st- 
story you have in your head, if it's not coherent with who is in front of you and improv in a company is really not a thing, there is no communication. So uh, I failed pretty bad. And then what I started to do was still keeping a bit of that seed of improv, like in practice, but putting up a lot more um, knowledge, studying, working towards it. And now I've, um, let's just say I'm working around three areas, which is my experience as a consultant and my studies. Improv still is still a big part of it. And to that, I've added a huge amount of studies. I, I read academic papers like There's No Tomorrow. I love communication, positive psychology. I love knowing what I can do to trigger something in a leader to make the person uh, communicate better, help others grow, and so on. I hope I answered your question. I know I tend to spin out of out of topic when I go when I start talking about the story. I love well, it. Nah, I absolutely love it. So you know, you spun spun into you know really phenomenal things, and and it, it kind of you know uh, reminds me. I, I think I read something uh, along the lines of like improv and how much is one of those. I don't know if you call it soft skills, so to speak, but it provides you that opportunity to really use things in so many different ways. And a lot of great things sometimes it doesn't come from us having these grand ideas, but us pursuing certain interests certain things that we think are um, fascinating and then just kind of snowballing from there and kind of sounds like you had that exact same experience. Yeah, something like that. It starts with an idea and then as long as you keep yourself loosely attached to that, but don't uh, don't be, as long as you're not dogmatic about it, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, if you allow yourself to evolve, to go somewhere else, then of course the idea evolves. It changes into something else and it can turn into something beautiful or it can turn into nothing, but at least, you know, it's nothing fairly fast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or we hope so. <laughs> so that, that, that helps out a ton. So I know you had started touching on a little bit on how you serve the clients that you work with. Could you go a bit, little bit more into that and how and what you do as a, as a coach and a trainer to help serve your clients? Well, pre-COVID or after COVID? or it's still a mix COVID. of both. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite of a it's got a bit of a mess all right um <laughs> let's just say by uh, let's just start by looking at what my core is i mm-hmm. think i truly deeply believe that the core of leading of working together of enabling better teamwork is being able to communicate so that's where i hit on the most if i want to sell it to a company i put it as team building as leadership coaching as uh, um, training the whole leadership team you name it but I hammer on communicating because you and I and everyone on earth, don't take it personally, uh, we assume that we know how to communicate since, simply because we've been talking to each other our whole life. Mm. But once you start going deeper into it, once you start thinking about, okay, what does it mean to listen? How much energy do I need to put into this? What does the other person mean? How can I take the other person's perspective? It's a lot of work. So that's where I hit on the most. And in terms of what, what my training looks like, it's either in, um, it's either my, me in a group um, and all sitting in a room together or standing and doing exercises. And that did happen a lot before COVID. Now it's, that's just, it's not really happening. Let's just put it this way. Um, Otherwise, I do a lot of one-to-one coaching that, of course, takes different forms, different, um, a different structure. It's less practical. 
And the third way I like to work is via online courses uh, I, or basically putting knowledge in a medium and selling that medium. So I've just written a book on emotional intelligence. I've just released a course on emotional intelligence for leaders. So that's also a way that is more accessible for people to get in touch with me. So it's these three. It's either one-to-one, virtual or in-person. Group workshops, they mainly work better um, when it's personal. Virtual, I still have some trouble with that. Or putting what I know in a medium that people can just get and see if they want to know more. Let me ask you this. Would you consider that to be like your secret sauce is your ability to be able to to really um, not just communicate with people, but train people to be able to see that? Do you feel like that's what sets you apart and makes you unique? Yeah, possibly. It's uh, usually I think about it um, about my secret sauce is my combination of, you know, what I said before, my uh, experience, my uh, improv training and my uh, research. But now that you mm-hmm. say it, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Because one of the things that I notice is whenever, um, whenever people step into a room with me, uh, whenever I start talking, I've, maybe they consider me a bit clownish, this kind of uh, uh, hamster on cocaine going around the room and uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying things. Well, and then it happened to me with, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say the name of the company, but a big, important company was training a lot of their leaders. And one of them, after the um, workshop was over, came over and said, I was extremely skeptic at the beginning with this tone, like full of gravitas of almost menacing. But yeah, it's I noticed that when people step into a room with me and do one workshop, whether it's a free one or um one that they've been invited to by a friend, you name it, they tend to understand more and want to know more about it. So yeah, I'll take that as my secret sauce. I'm actually going to ask you for uh, what I call a CEO hack. So it could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. But you mentioned that speech. Would you consider that to be the hack is to, to really understand that um, that speech and really be able to kind of execute on that um, if you're kind of humanizing, I guess, the workplace to some degree. That's what it sounds like. Would you consider that to be a hack? Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, um, I wouldn't say that's a hack because it's not something that you can do quickly and directly. I'll give you a hack later on. It's actually one of my favorite ones. Um, But I do consider this to be, uh, for me, foundational. I do believe Mm -hmm. that that is something that everybody should see. It, It takes 40 minutes. I mean, you have 40 minutes to spare at some point throughout over the span of three days. Look up John Cleese's creativity in management and just enjoy it. Look at all the points that are that he can connect. I mean, he's one of my personal heroes, professionally and not. And but you asked me for a hack. So for me, a hack is something extremely quick, applicable, and direct. And since I just went, went down the rabbit hole on emotional intelligence and leadership, I'm going to give you this one. Um, most of us consider how happy we feel to be a result of, of, let's say, our conditions or, let's say, genetics, 50%, and whatever is happening around us for the other 50%. And that's a fair assessment, except that it's wrong. They've done tests about it. They put numbers on it. So how happy you and I feel right now depends 50% by your genetics. So you don't have any control on it. 
10% is our context, but 40% is fully under your control. So you have direct control over 40% of your happiness. And the hack to boost that 40% when you're feeding down, when you're feeling deprived of energy, when you cannot focus because of a negative event that happened in your life, the wonderful hack is to take a piece of paper and a pen and write down one, two, three, four, five things you are thankful for. As superficial and or as deep as you want. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Time machine. I'll take the time machine as fan of Doctor Who also, like I imagine <laughs> I'm in the TARDIS. But um, I think the biggest lesson that I would give myself, literally slap myself across the face is nobody cares about you. You, Eduardo, from five years ago, have your little story, all the stuff that you built in your head about improv and your story, what you've done, but nobody cares. Nobody wants to listen to that. They only want to listen to what you can do for them. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And and so now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Eduardo, what does being a CEO mean to you? For me, being a CEO means having the enjoyment and the impact of the full weight of being responsible for yourself. Eduardo, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you, find out about your course and all the awesome things that you're working on as well. All right. Thank you very much. Well, anything I'm always open to get in touch with anybody who's got a question. Best way to contact me is by, via my website, ebz-coaching.com or via LinkedIn. Pretty sure there is only one person in the world with my name. And um, you mentioned my course. Thank you very much. I just launched it. It's called Emotional Intelligence for Leaders. And I will actually, I would actually like to extend a discount code for anything, anyone who will be interested of your listeners to take the course. I'll pass it on to you. You can link it below the episode, I guess. And if that's something they're interested in, it's something that um, be happy to give. Or if they also, if they prefer to read, I also have a book, Emotional Intelligence for Leaders, with somehow the same content or along the same lines. But of course, it depends on what you want to take out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll definitely, as you said, Eduardo, we'll have the links and information in the show notes for the book, um, your website and all, and then the course as well too, along with that discount code. So I, I appreciate you for making that available. And thank you so much for, you know, giving us so much wisdom and information about, you know, how we can improve, you know, and be better leaders and, and communicate a lot better um, in, in so many different aspects in our, in our life and our business. So appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.